Today on Real Ghost Stories Online. What do you do when the 100-year-old resident at your assisted living facility seems to be having visitors from the other side? Is it a sign that the end is near? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. 855-853-4802. Our number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Right on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com. And of course, if you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person at EPP at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Five bucks a month gets you access to all the bonus material, advanced episodes, and more. It's all there for you at uh, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Uh, we're over the what, 275 mark. What are we at? On EPPs. EPPs. Let me take a look. I think it's in the 200s. I get... It's it's definitely in the 200s. I just don't know if it's upper... 275. Okay. Uh, We're over that. So we're getting... We're inching in on on 300. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy to... uh, to be there it's i i i always like uh not that long ago i was like i was misnumbering them <laughs> it's like i was like off by a hundred and somebody's like um i think you already did a hundred like a hundred uh episodes ago i'm like oh you're right <laughs> so are you sure it's 275 i'm sure it's 275 okay yeah i know i know that that's where we're at okay so that's that's a fact um but uh that's it's just funny because i can be that far off because i don't know there's elements of the show where i feel like we've been doing it for that long and there's elements where it's like uh, it seems like we just started Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like i don't know it's like (laughs) a kid you know it's like it seems like you just showed up and it's like holy shit (laughs) so yeah it's uh it's kind of like that uh 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first uh, letter of the day. It said, I started working at uh, an assisted living community in Michigan back in January of this year. I've heard a lot of people saying they've heard and felt things that could not be explained. Let me start by saying if a resident needs help, they have to pull a cord to alert the person on duty to come to help them. They must physically pull the cord themselves to make the buzzer go off. While filling out paperwork, I heard the buzzer go off. I got up, looked at the panel, showing me what room number I needed to go to. I just seen our 100-year-old resident sitting in her normal chair across the hall from her just a few minutes before doing my paperwork. She was still there. I walked up to her first and asked how in the world did she pull her cord and then get back out in the hallway to her chair so fast. She looked confused and said she had not pulled her cord. A wave of goosebumps and hair on the back of my neck stood up. I walked into her room, turned off the buzzer, and just stood there looking at it, thinking, how in the hell did this happen? I'm very into the paranormal, and I'm not scared easily. I took out my phone to take some pictures, snapped three or four, but just before I did that, I heard a man's voice coming from the bathroom. I investigated the bathroom just in time to see the shape of a man in a top hat and long trench coat. And then it was gone. I was back out in the hallway. 
asking her if she saw anyone in her room. She said, oh, yes. I get to do an old lady voice. You ready? I know you'll love it. Oh, yes. My husband came to say hi. I know that he's been deceased for many years. She then went on to tell me he sits with her sometimes. Mind you, this lady takes care of herself and does not require much help. I do test her sugar levels every morning. Having to go into her room to do so, I always say hello to whoever may be there, letting them know I can feel them and to please not scare me. Lately, when walking through the hallway at night, I can sometimes see and feel things better, left unsaid to my younger co-workers. We have lost many aides due to their feeling and seeing things that scare them. Anyway, some people have passed away in those rooms. Some have outlived their kids and siblings, dying alone or with staff. I feel some are still there because this was where they live for their final days. Am I afraid of this? No, I'm not. Am I sensitive to things most people cannot feel or see? There are other things I could tell you all. If you'd like to hear them, let me know. I'd be glad to do that. Thank you. Damn, I was hoping for more lines from the old lady. You know, if I live to be 100, which the the ladies in my family tend to live to be very old, mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck with people and I'm going to tell them that I see stuff that I don't really see. Like, oh, that's, that's, that's Jennifer. She told ghost stories for a living. <laughs> yeah. She's just crazy. <laughs> I'll just write you off and give you your pudding and send you on your way. <sighs> Are you going to talk like that? Like the no, old lady voice? I'm totally not going to sound like that. I'm going to sound just like I do today. Really? Mm-hmm. You sure about that? That's how that's going to go. <laughs> Voices change. I, I, I don't want my voice to change, so it's not going to. I hope I sound like an old lady. You will probably be <laughs> like some of those other famous radio DJs that, you know, they've been doing a show for 50 years and they sound exactly the same. Yeah, I probably won't really change a whole lot. I'll probably get a little more cackle going on. <laughs> or maybe that's the wrong word. Crotchety. Crotchety. A little crispiness to the voice. 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 Uh, what's it? Where, where women talk like this. Oh. Voice crackle. Isn't that what it's no, called? No. Um, it's like burn. I thought it was crackle. No, I Chris. forgot what that's called. <laughs> There's like a thousand people like screaming it. Right I know. Now. And we should know what that is. And we do know what it is. We just can't think of the name. It's annoying as hell. I know. Uh, it's that extra. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's one thing when it naturally comes with age and you're older and that's how your vocal cords are. But it's another when you're like 22. But I've never heard an old person have that same. No. Not the same way. No. No, it's just kind of more gravelly mm-hmm. when you get older. So I'll get I'll get to sound even more creepy with some of the. It'll, I won't even like have to like try to do the the Keith Morrison lines in some stories. It'll just be how it comes out. That'll be great. It'll just be it. Be a great way to, especially when I'm like sharing ghost stories with like grandkids or something. Just at Thanksgiving, I mean, can you please pass? The salt. Please pass the salt. Yeah, that'll be great. Are you sure the turkey is cooked all the way through? Vocal fry. Vocal fry. See, we were close. Yeah. It was involving flames. That's why I said burn. <laughs> I don't know. What Vocal saute. <laughs> <laughs> Broiled voice. I don't know. Vocal fry. Yeah, that's what that is. Uh, 855-853-4802. Our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. So the hell of it, I'm reading the entire next story in old woman voice. No, you're not. Hello. I'm leaving. (laughs) 
Hello, I just started getting into podcasts and left all things paranormal and history and was happy when I found the Grave Talks and in turn found this one. So my story is when I was about four and my older sister was eight or nine. We lived in this old farmhouse. My parents rented it from a gentleman who was very nice but lied to my mom when my parents went to look over the house. She said before she even crossed the threshold, she asked the owner of the house if it was haunted and he told her no. First night we were there, my mom was giving me a bath and my dad and sister had to run the store to the store for food. Our TV was on, but not hooked up yet. So it was just static on the screen. Don't ask me why they would have turned it on when it didn't work. Anyway, my mom was washing my hair when she said I grabbed her arms and said, someone is coming down the stairs. My mom didn't hear anything, but she said that I had freaked her out. She said she reassured me that only us were in the house, but I was insistent. So after she got me out of the tub and took me into the living room, the TV had been turned off probably a month later in that same house. Two different occurrences happened, one with my sister and one with my dad. My dad drives a tractor trailer for a living, and at the time, he would go away driving all week and be home on the weekend. He always left at night to avoid traffic as much as possible. One night, he was tying his boots, and he hears a female screaming upstairs. He ran up and checked on my mom and sister and me, and we were all asleep. He went back downstairs, continuing to get ready, and he heard the screaming again. He checked on all of us again and found us all sleeping. So he went back downstairs, got together the last of his things, heard the scream a third time, and just went out the door. The occurrence with my sister was different. My sister has a form of a seizure disorder, but when she would have them, she couldn't move or talk. One night, my parents were downstairs watching TV while my sister and I were in bed. My mom said suddenly my sister appeared at the top of the stairs with her left arm twisted up in the air at a weird angle, like someone was forcing her down the stairs. As she was walking down the stairs, her eyes were wide and blank, and she kept saying, Mom, 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 as she walked down the stairs. When my mom got up, got to her, she snapped out of it and was confused. I had my own experience there, aside from the bathtub incident. My mom was taking a shower because we had somewhere to go. The phone rang and she said that she heard me say, I got it. I partially remember this incident. She heard me say, hello. Yeah, okay, bye. She came out and asked me who I was talking to. I told her it was my friend Cheryl. She asked who Cheryl was and I told her she's like you, mommy, meaning an adult. And I told her she was coming over to play with me. My mom said she can't because we had somewhere to go. She said I had told her, but she's already here. My mom saw no car in the driveway and said there was no one here. She told me I said, no, not that door, that door, and pointed at the locked laundry room door with a latch that I was too short of reaching. She knew no one could be in there, but she checks it anyway nervously and found no one there. That house is a history I haven't been able to find any documentation of yet. And my mom and I firmly believe that something bad happened there because neither my mom or I would go into that playroom after dark or my closet in my bedroom. Both areas made you uneasy when you couldn't see everything clearly. It's been 20 years since we lived there. We all still live in that area just 5 to 10 minutes from the house. Sometimes I think about going back and asking the new residents if I can walk around just to see if I can speak with Cheryl again and if she'll remember me. Thanks for listening. You make my workday go by so much faster. Keep up the spooky stuff. Bye. You know, I, I think sometimes people that are renting out a house will say it's not haunted just so that you'll rent it. But sure. There's also the possibility that maybe he wasn't sensitive and he didn't pick up on anything that was going on there. Or they don't believe in it. Yeah. 
even if they're told the stories, if it's something you don't believe in and it's a possibility of making money on, you're not going to present a, a possible negative to someone that you don't believe exists. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, if you're in that situation, you've been told ghost stories. Well, you know, mm-hmm. maybe relay them, but uh, it's not like a water leak. Yeah. Where it's like, you're really, you're not going to get around to this one. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, and the ceiling leaks. And uh, I don't believe in that. You know, right. Clearly, it's coming through the ceiling. Um, but that's, you know, it's kind of one of those weird things that, that people can stand by. Um, it would be interesting, though, to go back and, and have that conversation, especially you have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like you sold the house. It was someone else's property. You were renting it. Yeah. Um, so you could easily go back and, and just out of curiosity, ask. And nobody can be like, well, why didn't you tell me that? Yeah. It wasn't for me to tell. It wasn't my house. Um, I've always uh, I just kind of wondered about the, doing that. I, I've never had a house to do that with where it's like, is it haunted still? <laughs> I know Carol has that with uh, with her house mm-hmm. that she grew up in and she's contemplated doing it, but doesn't want to have she doesn't want anything to like show back up. Yeah. And like start latching onto her. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'd say go back. Let us know what happens. 855 853 4802, our number at Real Ghost Stories online to share your real ghost story with us. Hi, let's hear yours. Hi, Tony. This is Rosemary from Missouri again. Um, I just wanted to tell you guys about the and I know I've told you before about my my ghostly companions that I had in college um and they were just you know sort of benign spirits um there was one one time that I in my life that I've encountered one that wasn't um so anyway background I am now 18 and I'm still living in my parents' house, getting ready to go to college. And um, my dad, unfortunately, was abused as a kid. And really, unfortunately, he, you know, continued that cycle with um, me and my sister. Um, anyway, so there was a lot of negative things in the house at this point i mean my dad and i were constantly fighting and you know my mom doesn't know what to do because she's torn between us and um you know his his office my dad's office i have to pass by it to leave the house and it's always had like it's always had a bad smell, but it's always a different smell every time I go past it. And um, even if you turn on the light, it's it's like a it, it's like it's darker than it should be, and you you really don't want to go in there. Um, anyway, so I had been having nightmares about this awful creature for a while and um so what we did is i talked to my mom about it um i got some white sage and i smudged my room 
and my mom got a crucifix that like it the top like slides up so you can put like a vial of holy water inside of it and so she like my doorway and she took holy water and sprinkled it throughout the room and we were both like telling you know saying nothing can be and you know nothing bad can be in here um Anyway, one weekend I was babysitting the dog at home alone and um, I had had sleep paralysis before, um, so I, I was woken up in the night and I didn't know why I was really, really anxious. and. Um, so, like, I remember stretching a little bit because, you know, you're, you, you do that when you wake up. Anyway, um, when I looked up, standing, like, right in front of where I'm laying on the bed, there is this, it's like a, a smoky, it's like a cloud of smoke but not like cigarette smoke, like like forest fire smoke. And it's, sh- it's contained mostly in the shape of a man um, with like these dark black eyes. And um, it is just like staring at me. And I immediately know, you know, he, A, he doesn't smell good. Um, he, like, what it smelled like to me was, um, once we had, uh, killed a, like, like a garter snake, I think, in the garden, and, um, to get rid of it, my dad threw it on our burning pile and burned it. And so this was what that thing smelled like. It was like rotting, decomposing flesh that is being burned. And so I got really scared, obviously. Um, and the thing, like, lifted up one of its hands and put it on my thigh. And, of course, I had a blanket on me at that time, and I was just petrified. I didn't want to move, but the the handprint on my thigh, he still had his hand on my thigh, and it was just absolutely excruciatingly burning. You know, sticking your hand on a, a hot burner and holding it there, burning. Um, and then... I smelled my grandfather's cologne and he had died when I was seven but we were we were really really close he was he was one of the best men that I've ever known in my entire life and um, I saw that this kind of like light um, it wasn't human shaped or anything. It was just like a weird light and it smelled like my grandpa and it, you know, like got in between me and the thing and um, basically forced the thing 
out of my room, even though the door was closed. And then that light um, stayed there for the rest of the night while I was asleep. So I kind of knew it was my grandpa. He was he was protecting me. Um, interestingly, the next morning when I got up to go take my shower, um, there was a handprint on my thigh. It wasn't still burning. It was still healing. Like, it was healing already. And, um... I don't have a mark on my thigh from that. And it, I mean, <laughs> that was, that that would have left a mark. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, uh, my grandma told me that my grandpa would always be watching out for me, and, and he was. I miss my grandpa. Anyway, thanks for hearing me out. Bye-bye. I think it's amazing when you can have two entities show up and one is there definitely to be a protective spirit and to kind of ward off the other one. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it, it's interesting how that, that actually does happen. The dynamic mm -hmm. that you can be like a protective spirit from other spirits. Mm -hmm. it's like one of them is MacGyver and the other one is, who's a bad Person from the 80s television. I don't know. I don't have one. I, I was just going to say like Magnum, but Magnum was a good guy. He was a good guy you too. Who was a bad guy? I never, I don't know. It was like the, because the villains on MacGyver changed all the time. Mm -hmm. So did Magnum, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. Skeletor from He-Man. Okay, yeah. It's like MacGyver is protecting you from Skeletor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah, but that is an interesting thing because I think a lot of times you assume it's like only angels can do that or, or whatever your belief system is. It, right. That seems to be kind of be the go-to where it's like, oh, it's a protective angel. Um, not necessarily, you know, but uh, I think sometimes it's, you know, Uncle Bernie or whatever, you know. Yeah. That, uh, that may be uh, given that task. What if you're given the task when you're dead and, uh, you know, so who knows how this all works, but uh, let's say you die and like, okay, now you get to go and you have to protect so-and-so and you're just like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> it's like, they're going to be a real big headache. <laughs> if it's somebody I like, I'll do it. Well, if sure. Not, if it's somebody you like, but, but let's say somebody you don't like. I'm going to go into the asshole range real quick on that and not help. Yeah, you're just going to let him fall. Like, that's how you learn. <laughs> I could be the guardian angel, but you know what? I'm not going to be. Yeah. That's kind of how that would go down. I'm kind of going to be a <laughs> shitty angel. New on the CW, shitty angel. <laughs> it sounds like a new show, a series of some sort where it is just that. It's like the guardian angel that's supposed to help, but doesn't. Mm -hmm. It just causes problems. Yeah. It'd be great. 855 uh, 853 our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to this one. Hi. Hi. Uh, my name is Courtney, and I have been living in um, Pennsylvania, Central PA, for my whole life. And the house that we live in used to be my grandparents' house, and my mom grew up in it, and now we're in it currently. 
Um, it's a really old house, and where my area is, I live along the Susquehanna River, and there was there's so much history from Native Americans to like the whole way up. And um, I've always had experiences in my house, so there's been so many, more than I can count. But I guess I'll just tell you some of my favorites. Um, I think my all-time favorite is um, when I was younger, I had an issue with self-harming. I used to cut myself, and the one night I was really upset, and I was just about to do it. I had, like, a knife out and everything, and just as I went to go put it to my arm, my drawers flew out of my dresser and hit the floor, and I just got this overwhelming feeling of, like, calmness and, like, warmth and love. So I put it down and never hurt myself that way ever again. Um, something else that has happened, my dad does a lot of carpentry work in our basement. And my grandfather used to work in the basement as well. And um, he was making bunk beds for my brother and had gotten a piece of wood in his eye. So he went upstairs to get it out. And when he came back downstairs, the safety glasses that he didn't know where they were, were sitting right on top of what he was working on. So he put them aside and was like, uh, you know, I don't need those right now. So he put them aside, um, went upstairs for the day, finished up his work, came back downstairs the next day or whatever, and the whole basement was clean. Everything was clean and the safety goggles were right on top of what he was working on, where he pushed them off to the side. Um, so we assumed that was my grandfather because he always kept the basement really clean and like everything had been swept to the corner, like all the sawdust had been swept to the corner. Um, all of the towels that he was using for like staining had been folded and put in a stack. Like it was immaculate and my dad used to leave that thing messy. Um, something else that had happened. We went through a lot of flooding a few years back. I think it was like 2011. So we were cleaning out the house and cleaning the yard up after the flood. And um, this woman comes up to my dad and says, hey, this older gentleman, he walked with like a little bit of a hunch, um, smoking a cigar, not a cigar, a pipe. Um, he was wearing suspenders, all this stuff. He fit the description of my great-grandfather perfectly. But he, this apparition, my great-grandfather, had come up to this woman and said, Hey, um, can you go tell that man over there that I'm really proud of him for taking care of his family and this house? And um, she was like, Why don't you tell him yourself? And he says, Well, I can't. I can't explain why I can't. But I just can't. I need you to go tell him this. And um, she described him perfectly to my dad. And my dad got chills. And he was like, Yeah, that's... That's my wife's grandfather. Um, fit the exact description, and that still to this day blows me away. Um, there's so many things. We have a little boy that routinely wakes my mom up, and he'll say, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. And when she wakes up and she thinks it's my little brother, she's like, Oh, what? And he giggles and runs away. My brother's 17 now, and we still see this, like, five- or six-year-old kid, so we know it's not my brother. Um, but he, I've seen him run from the stairway towards the stove in the kitchen. Um, my dad has seen him, like, hiding behind doors, and then when you look, he's not there. Um, yeah, we've heard names 
called a few times. Uh, we also have some sort of spirit that's like really mischievous in our house where he likes to, I think it's he, I don't know, it might be the little boy. But things go missing and then suddenly reappear in like the weirdest spots. Like my dad a few years back had lost his deodorant. He was looking for it for about a week and then he was like, oh, you know, he got new stuff so he didn't really think about it anymore. And um, he was in the shower the one day and he sees like this, we have like the tempered glass on the shower where it's kind of like fuzzy, but you can still see like colors and shapes through it. And he says that he saw this like five foot thing, like the person shape walk into the bathroom it, um, up to the kitchen or not the kitchen, I'm sorry, up to the bathroom counter and then walk back out. And he didn't think anything of it, thought it was me or my mom or something. And he gets out of the shower and there's his missing deodorant just sitting on the countertop. So he asked my mom, oh, where did you find my deodorant? She's like, what are you talking about? I did it. And he said, well, it's right here. And we were all like, mm, like, what was that? And where did it take it for a while? You know, and there's a lot of times where things will go completely missing and then show up like right in front of you where you know you've looked and it had no reason to be there. Like stuff like that happens all the time. Um, yeah, I don't know. We've had a psychic come in and he had said that um, there was a man here trying to get his son, which is the little boy that we've been seeing, to cross over with him. Because what had happened was when we started remodeling our house, we took the paneling off the wall and in the kitchen, there's a section of this 300-year-old wood that is completely burnt. And the story goes, we don't have any like official proof because half my town's history was lost in the fire. I don't know if I'm allowed to share what town I live in, but um, the town library had caught fire like years and years and years ago, like early 1900s, and my half of the town's history is completely wiped out. Um, but yeah, so apparently what had happened was this little boy accidentally set a fire and died in that fire, and it was small enough that the house is okay, but we just have this like burnt wall in our kitchen. Um, but now I guess, according to the psychic, the little boy feels bad about lighting the fire and doesn't know how to leave. So his dad pops in to come kind of to go over with him. Um, and the psychic also said, I mean, we know we've had a lot of Native American people in this area, like right at the end of my street is a landmark, like a historical landmark of, um, it's like an old schoolhouse and next to it was this old wedding cottage. And uh, across the river from that would be where the Native Americans would like set up. And uh, we've been told we have a lot of Native American spirits in the yard and I totally believe it. Like we we had to dog, dig out um, the lot next to us to put my grandmother's trailer in and we were digging it and flattening it out and we would find like arrowheads and old bottles and like all of this stuff. And like the more remodeling to the house and digging for my grandma's house that we did, the more this activity would pick up. Um, I've since staged my house like 20 times. So it's, it's not as much anymore, but I've never, thankfully never had anything negative happen. Usually if I see something, 
it spooks me, and then I'm like, okay, well, you know, you're just doing your thing. And, like, the first story I told about my drawers flying out um, when I was about to hurt myself, like, had that not happened, I probably would have done something really stupid. And I just feel like everything that is in my house and around my house is pretty positive and pretty supportive. And there's nothing really bad that happens, but it, it is a little spooky. Um, yeah, sorry if I'm talking too quickly or not doing this right, but yeah, hope you enjoyed. Thanks. Love the podcast. Have a good day. That is an active property, but I think sometimes the older ones, it, it's just layer upon layer of spirit residue almost, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I would guess, just my opinion, that Pennsylvania is probably one of the most haunted states. Yeah, I think anything in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, I mean, square footage. Yeah. You know, you have a lot in Pennsylvania. Um, so you have more you know, ground to cover with the more uh, more history there. And, of course, anything along that uh, the seaboard there. Mm-hmm. I think you have a lot of uh, paranormal activity that... Uh, goes on all the time mm-hmm. from many different generations and many different places, which makes it even more difficult to place what it is you're experiencing or who you're experiencing because of just the layers of, of history that are there. Yeah. So there you go. That's going to wrap up today's episode of real ghost stories online. If you like the show, keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person and EPP at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories get all the bonus episodes and advanced episodes of the show until next time for real ghost stories online i'm tony for jenny i'm saying that in the wrong order yeah for jenny i'm tony mm-hmm. for the show for cats okay and pets everywhere thanks for listening <laughs> worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see don't sweat the connect you can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile, you're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to 3 megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. The all-new Toyota Highlander is designed to go Highlander. What's go Highlander, you ask? It means amplifying your comfort with available premium leather interior and ventilated seats. And amplifying your groove with an available booming 11-speaker JBL audio system. Or even amplifying your crew with roomy seating for up to eight. Don't just go. Go Highlander in the all-new Toyota Highlander. Toyota. Let's go places. JBL is a registered trademark of Harman International Industries, Incorporated.